Hey everybody, this is Dr. Sam Byrne, and I'd like to welcome you to another iClarity podcast. It's great to be here today, and I've got loads of questions, uh, so let's start right in. The first question I received was from um, a daughter. She's talking about her 88-year-old mother, and don't you just love moms? Anyways, in this particular uh, set of questions, um, this uh, daughter is asking uh, a a number of things. She says that my 88-year-old mother is blind in one eye, and she's challenged in her good eye. So let's note that. She has one good eye, and uh, she's trying to protect it. The daughter goes on that uh, she's she's had severe inflammation post-cataract surgery, probably for about 20 years. She is also right now being followed uh, by a um, glaucoma specialist and a retina specialist. She's taking uh, some glaucoma medications and she's also taking some steroid medications. Uh, She used to take uh, medications for herpes infections due to steroid use. And she um, right now is taking a multi-supplement that contains a probiotic. Um, She also had a stent uh, put in to lower the pressure in her good eye. So that's the, the eye that she sees well out of. Her eyes do not dilate well, and she has difficulty going from dark to light. Would you recommend any of your eye drops for her? And any other suggestions would be welcomed. And one last thing, she has very poor posture. Hey, this is great. So, wow, lots of things going on here. I think I'm going to start with uh, some research. Uh, It's always good to, uh, you know, anything that, that we're talking about, to have some science behind us in the recommendations. And this was a, a paper that was published Um, called Neuroscience Papers, and uh, in this paper, it was an animal study, Um, researchers found that oxidative stress had an effect on cellular metabolism in the eyes. And, you know, based on what's going on, we can, you know, we can talk about things like, you know, inflammation post cataract surgery. Uh, We can talk about, um, you know, the possibilities of glaucoma and uh, also, you know, the the history of having herpes, uh, also having a stent put in the pressure for the good eye. We could probably safely say that, you know, we need to improve the eye circulation, the lymph function, And uh, there are a variety of ways to do that. But I'm going to distill it into three main points. Uh, Number one, I believe that if this this elder could start uh, taking some MSM eye drops, uh, maybe about four times a day and doing the eye massage, I tend to start with the lower percentage of, of the MSM, the 4%, because they can burn a little bit. And... 
burning doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It actually means that there's some congestion in the blood vessels and we're not surprised by, by that based on, you know, the, the history and what's going on. So I would do the MSM eye drops uh, four, uh, three to four times a day, the 4%. And I would definitely do the eye massage. Uh, number two, I would <clears throat> start doing some eye exercises. And, you know, this is where it gets interesting because I do know that if there's a level of discipline where you can do these exercises a few times a day, they will definitely help open up the eye circulation. So palming, palming with the humming, um, you know, even things like uh, eye scan, long swings, um, any of these exercises that can improve the eye circulation, reduce eye stress, uh, would be really beneficial uh, for this uh, for this elder. You know, with <clears throat> with the Complaints of the the going from the dark to the light. Obviously, it's really important that number one, you get a prescription uh, where either you're getting a a tint put in there, uh, or you can do something called transition lenses, where when you go from a, a dark environment to a light environment, the light actually activates um, the lenses to turn darker. Um, and I would consider doing also a blue blocking tint in the glasses uh, because the blue light is definitely going to have an effect on, um, you know, the um, the health of the eyes. Uh, you know, in this particular situation, <clears throat> you know, depending on, you know, what what the resources are for this family, you know, I would consider getting a personal trainer. And having the personal trainer come in to that to wherever this elder lives and work with her once a week, you know, based on where she's at, uh, there's no question that you know really focused exercise uh, could be really helpful, improve the energy flow, improve the flexibility and versatility, uh, both on a neurological level and a physical level. Um, I, I think that. Uh, physical exercise in a very focused way um, <clears throat> would be really beneficial. Uh, so I would consider th that option. I know with um, with my mom, we uh, we got her a personal trainer at the end of her life, and um, you know while she was still active, and it helped her mood. It was it was very activating for her. Uh, engaging to her so and there are lots of really good therapists out there and physical therapy uh, people who can come in and meet these elders in in a, in a way that can actually improve their health and wellness uh, in terms of the multivitamin with the probiotics in it you know one of the aspects I look at is colony family units and I would say for this lady just based on her history I would consider nothing less than 50 billion CFUs in a, a probiotic, a standalone probiotic. Um, you know, I would uh, maybe work with a naturopathic doctor or a functional medicine doctor and find out um, if there are ways to reduce the inflammatory response uh, in the eyes and the body. Uh, obviously, the MSM eye drops are great uh, in terms of maybe 
neutralizing some of the uh, residual inflammation that might still be going on based on this cataract surgery. You know, whenever you take uh, long-term steroids, it actually can cause the eye pressure to go up. And, uh, you know, it has a lot of side effects to it. So if there would be a way to, you know, reduce the inflammation and start to wean yourself off, you know, the prednisone, that would be really helpful. Uh, you know, another thing that I would put on this family's radar is, is going to an acupuncturist and getting some acupuncture um, just again to open up the meridians and some acupuncturists actually can put needles um, you know on the face or in the ear uh, that can actually open up the eye circulation so I think that the, the last thing I would say is that you know <clears throat> there was um, there was a study <clears throat> that came out about um, um, the connection between uh, the co-metabolism of the microbiome and um, inflammation. And in that particular study, uh, supplementing with something like glutathione would be really helpful. So this is we're having a conversation with a functional medicine doctor or a naturopathic doctor and um, seeing if glutathione would be something that she would want to also supplement with. You know, I like the sublingual glutathione spray. That's on my web store. And <clears throat> glutathione is such an important antioxidant for the body. It's important for heart health. It's a detoxifier. It's great for the immune system. And it's really good for your eye health. So, <clears throat> you know, adding glutathione uh, to the mix, I think also would be really helpful. You know, these particular chronic situations have been going on, uh, you know, forever. And so <clears throat> it's going to take some really uh, committed intervention to move more towards a holistic approach, not only with the eyes, but with the body. And even at 88, you know, just making some tweaks could be uh, really, really helpful. And uh, this would be uh, where I would start in terms of um, seeing if you could turn this situation around. Okay, next question. Uh, this is um, a lady who writes in about glaucoma, which she's had for about five years. And her pressures range from 15 up to 21. Um, normally, we want to have the eye pressure, you know, somewhere 14 to 16. But I'll talk more about that. So the, her eye pressure is not really that bad. Uh, she uh, uses clove oil in her juice. Uh, I don't know what kind of juice she's doing. Uh, frankincense on the palms of her hands. Holds them over her eyes for two minutes. Um, and she's concerned about her uh, glaucoma. Uh, she wears glasses. She's farsighted, physically fit, drinks lots of water. Okay, well, you know, it's really interesting how people go on the internet and they read all these different home remedies to help the eyes. And, you know, I chuckle at it because, I mean, <clears throat> you know, somebody could say, stand on your head for an hour and that's going to bring your eye pressure down or, you know, go run in traffic and that's going to help you, uh, you know, heal your eyesight. 
So, you know, this is for everybody out there in the community. Um, I would really be discerning about what you uh, read on the internet about what could help your eyes. <clears throat> I know that there's a lot of home remedies that have been written and published on the internet. And, you know, every day I get lots of, um, you know, new things that this is what you can do. You can put butter in your eyes. You can, you know, you can uh, do castor oil in your eyes. <clears throat> and I think that, you know, this is for everybody that you want to be really careful and check your resources about what you may or may not do. And <clears throat> I think that you need to be really, really careful. And I would caution this lady about all these things that she's doing uh, because the best thing out there is if you can find a doctor that you can go to, a holistic functional medicine doctor who can do some lab tests, who can you know monitor you where you can get a baseline and then start a program, a protocol that you can follow uh, and not, ju not just do this shotgun approach. Uh, so let's go to the research. Uh, Experimental Eye Research uh, published a paper on the effects of oxidative stress on the trabecular meshwork. The trabecular meshwork are these tiny can uh, canals in the eye that actually um, <clears throat> help in the flow of the, of the fluid body through the eye. And when we develop glaucoma, there is a problem with the trabecular meshwork. So linking oxidative stress to problems with the trabecular meshwork equals glaucoma suspect. And in terms of glaucoma, this is such a, a tricky disease to, uh, first of all, diagnose, and second of all, to treat. Um, because there are people with high eye pressure that don't have glaucoma, and there are people with normal eye pressure that do have glaucoma. And you just can't look at the eye pressure in your diagnosis. You have to look at what's going on with the optic nerve health, the visual fields, um, and the eye pressure is part of the equation, but it's not the whole uh, shebang. So in this particular question, borderline glaucoma. Okay, we don't know what's going on with the visual fields. I would definitely have this gal uh, get a visual fields test, get a baseline on it, so she knows, you know, based on the eye pressure, What's the health of the optic nerve? Because the bottom line in all of this with glaucoma is protecting the optic nerve. And the way you protect the op optic nerve is, first of all, getting enough fats and oils into your diet. And this would be the DHA and the EPA, especially the DHA in omega-3 fish oil. Uh, and you want to be getting at least 1,000 to 15 milligrams a day, and that's a no-brainer. Uh, the second thing is the antioxidants for the eyes, like lutein, zeaxanthin, uh, astaxanthin, beta-carotene, vitamin C, vitamin E, uh, trace minerals like magnesium, selenium, chromium. This would be a baseline that you want to get either through supplementation or your colorful fruits and vegetables. And I want to caution people about, you know, their smoothies, 
because most people are getting way too many sugars and carbohydrates if they're doing kind of a juice, so-called fruit uh, smoothie. I think a little bit of strawberry and and blueberries are awesome. But you want to make sure you're getting, you know, the green leafy vegetables, adding turmeric root and, and ginger root on a daily basis uh, to reduce any inflammation. Uh, you know, if you're going to use any sweetener, maybe a coconut, oh, coconut oil or coconut water, um, I would look for a good, uh, you know, protein powder with no sugar in it, like a pea protein with lots of amino acids, um, you know, <clears throat> even a, a little bit of citrus. Um, I would stay away from the bananas because they're very yin, uh, very damp for the body, and they also have a high glycemic index. Um, so this would be kind of the broad brush that I would recommend for this lady. Um, I don't know about putting clove oil in your juice, uh, certainly in terms of medicinal essential oils, uh, if you're using a high quality uh, clove bud oil, uh, that's great for your dental health. It's highly oxygenating. You could brush your teeth with it. It's, it can be really hot, so you need to be careful you don't burn yourself. Um, in terms of putting essential oils on your hands and palming, well, I think that's okay. Um, I think that getting the essential oils on your body, a really safe place to do that would be the soles of your feet uh, so that you can um, get them into your bloodstream. And there are four oils I use for um, uh, eye health. Sweet fennel, carrot seed, saffron, and frankincense. And I layer one over the other on the soles of the feet, maybe a drop or two of each, doing that two or three times a day. If you're using a high-quality medicinal essential oil, um, this is very oxygenating and hydrating for your systemic health and also your eye health. Um, if you get any burning with the oils, uh, you can use a carrier like coconut oil uh, that will take away the burning immediately. Um, but I would keep the oils away from your eyes. Um, unless you really know what you're doing because you don't want to burn your eyes and get, you know, essential oils on your eyes. So that would be my, um, my recommendation. And thanks for the question. Best of luck to you. Okay. Let's go to the next question. Here's my story. About two years ago, I learned that I had an autoimmune disease, Hashimoto's, hypothyroidism, and around that time, I noticed more floaters in my eyes, particularly in my right eye. And so I opted out of doing my dilated yearly appointment. And then um, we discovered retinal lattice uh, due to my, and I was at a risk of uh, retinal detachment. What exercises, surgery, do's and don'ts, supplements do you recommend? Okay. All right. Well, you know, it's interesting about autoimmune conditions. They definitely affect our eyes profoundly. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a reflection of our, our immune system. And this takes us down to our, in, in our gut and what's going on in the, our intestinal health. And most of the time, there could be an inflammatory 
situation, malabsorption situation. So the microbiome needs to be addressed there. <clears throat> Again, as I said in, in a, one of my previous questions, you want to really take a look at the, the colony family units that you're taking in terms of you know, how much probiotics you're getting. Uh, but I would say 50 billion CFUs would be the minimum. And I'd like to take probiotics first thing in the morning. Uh, but clearly in this particular situation, I would take a look at the gut health as a beginning. You know, 70% of our neurological health is in the gut. And so we, we really want to take care of our microbiome and reduce our inflammation. You know, we haven't talked about uh, diet, but I don't know what this uh, person is doing in terms of diet. But there's no question that I would go gluten-free, dairy-free, um, and reduce uh, high glycemic index sugars. Um, <clears throat> I would also reduce carbohydrates in the diet. I mean, these are no-brainers. You know, this is, these are things in terms of diet uh, that, that if you start changing these things, um, it is going to create better cellular metabolism and better absorption um, into uh, the nutrients, the good nutrients you're taking, making sure you're getting a lot of, of really good fats and oils into your diet is critically important. Uh, maybe to take a look at the ketogenic diet, and that might be something uh, for this gal to uh, to explore. In terms in terms of the eyes, you know, when we develop floaters, the vitreous part of the eye is made up of mostly collagen connective tissue. And as we age, the collagen uh, dries out and the, the vitreous begins to shrink and pull away from the retina. Um, and, you know, we really need to um, infuse the vitreous and the retina with more oxygenating and hydrating nutrients. Um, so clearly the, the MSM eye drops would be on my radar with the eye massage. Um, you know, I would really dive into my eye exercises and what I like to do with the eye exercises, is I'll pick two or three of them and I keep a journal and I do them every day, seven days a week. I, I what I would do with this gal is say, do a 30 day challenge of, you know, just doing a few of the eye exercises that you resonate with. Uh, and they should be done every day, maybe once a day or twice a day to really, um, to really create a change in your eye circulation and your eye health. Um, and of course, the eye nutrients are so important for the retina. Definitely lutein, zeaxanthin, beta carotene, uh, quercetin, bilberry, taurine. Uh, these are really excellent antioxidants and amino acids that are, are great for eye health. Uh, you know, one of the other uh, things that I'm looking at now in terms of vitreous health is supplementing with something called hyaluronic acid and astaxanthin. So adding those to my list. Hyaluronic acid actually helps replenish the collagen. Um, there's a lot of dermatological products out there that contain hyaluronic acid, which actually are really healthy for the collagen of the skin. And you can take an oral supplement for the vitreous um, and that coupled with the MSM, sometimes you can reduce uh, some of the floaters. 
Uh, but you got to get proactive. You got to really start doing your eye exercises, getting a lot more nutrients. And these would be ways for you to back away from some of the risks that you're having in terms of, um, you know, what's going on with your eyes. Uh, Melissa, thank you so much for your question. Next question. Uh, my optometrist diagnosed my right eye with the beginnings of cataracts three to four years ago. Following year, he diagnosed the left eye with cataract. For them, there is no solution naturally, only surgery. And uh, I take aloe vera juice. Uh, I do green smoothies. Um, I'm interested in using certified organic castor oil to help uh, dissolve the cataracts. Um, I use red raspberry leaf tea as an eye wash to reverse cataracts. Uh, what do you recommend? Okay. So this is another example of somebody, you know, desperately looking for some help and doing all these shotgun approaches. Uh, and uh, I'm not sure where she's going with this. So let me break it down three ways. First of all, it's really important to stay connected to your regular eye doctor so that you're checking in with uh, your doctor at least once a year and getting a kind of a baseline on what he or she sees in the eyes. You could even have uh, your eye doctor draw out what the cataracts look like <clears throat> on the lens. You know, there are different kinds of cataracts. Some of the cataracts uh, present in the front of the eye, some in the middle, and some in the back of the eye. Uh, there have been a couple of research studies that link, you know, uh, out-of-control insulin levels, prediabetes uh, with uh, cataracts. So that would be my first thing to check off to make sure in terms of <clears throat> your insulin levels, uh, if they're normal. And taking a look at your diet, uh, again, if you're doing a lot of carbs, a lot of gluten, dairy, uh, you might consider reducing those things. Uh, reducing inflammation in the body, um, getting enough physical exercise. You know, these are, these are no-brainer things in, in taking care of your microbiome um, in, in your intestinal system especially. In terms of, uh, you know, reversing cataracts, um, some things to try would be, number one, the MSM eye drops. In this particular case, I would probably do the 15% MSM and immediately follow that by the Cineraria eye drops. So MSM is a um, is a uh, an eye drop that actually <laughs> helps in the penetration of the Cineraria eye drop. And so when you apply the MSM, it makes the cornea more uh, permeable, so that the Cineraria eye drop can get in there more deeply. <clears throat> so that's a way that you can use both of those eye drops together. And of course, MSM is great for reducing inflammation, for moisturizing. Uh, it's organic sulfur, <clears throat> which is going to be great for the glutathione uh, production. So those would be two things I would recommend off the bat. I would definitely be supplementing and adding into my foods glutathione. You know, some great sources of glutathione would be the cruciferous vegetables, <clears throat> but you want to make sure that you've got good absorption in your gut so that you're actually absorbing, you know, the foods that contain glutathione 
in this particular case, because the cataracts are uh, forming and evolving, I would probably do a sublingual glutathione spray. I would also consider a really high potency eye vitamin, making sure you're getting enough fats and oils in your diet. And then some of my eye exercises that uh, improve the eye uh, circulation. One of the exercises that I love doing, which kind of works, it's kind of a playful exercise, which is called eye dialogue. Uh, and I would recommend that for this lady to cover her left eye and start dialoguing with the right eye. And again, on my website, I have um, uh, a video on how to actually do that. But be really interesting to see kind of on, a, <clears throat> on an energetic level uh, why the cataracts are forming. Because cataracts, a lot of the time, are about blocking, um, you know, hardening, becoming more uh, dug in with your point of view. And a lot of this goes way under the radar unconsciously. But it's kind of fun to, to start talking to your eyes to see what is behind your eyes in terms of the, um, you know, the cataract formation. So I wish you the best in terms of being able to dissolve and reverse these. You definitely can do it, especially in the early stages, but you got to work the program and it may take, you know, six to six months to a year to get the results you're looking for. Thank you so much for the question. Okay, let's go to the next question. This is a person who is suffering white flashes and floaters, was hit in the, in the eye last fall, and is also having trouble with small print. So whenever there's an eye uh, trauma, <clears throat> uh, one of the modalities that I recommend highly is something called craniosacral therapy. Many years ago, I went back to massage school and I started to study this uh, fantastic modality which helps improve the circulation in the brain and the eye and improve the, uh, the fluid body, the circulation, whether it's the lymph, the cerebral spinal fluid, the blood, um, the fluid in the fascia or the muscles. And when there's a trauma, especially in and around the eye, uh, what it does is it, it creates a, a shock uh, in the tissue. And so there's a shutdown in the circulation. It's like the body says, well, I need to protect myself from this ever happening again. So I'm going to stop moving. I'm going to lock in and I'm going to tighten up. And especially when it hits the eye, uh, because of the bones <clears throat> that support the eye, uh, not only in the eye socket, but around the face and in, in the head and the, and the skull, uh, that um, getting some cranial work can help release the trauma and release the shock. So that will improve the circulation immediately. And, you know, when we start getting flashes and floaters, uh, the first thing we think of is a possible retinal detachment or vitreous detachment. So the first thing is going to an eye doctor and doing a dilated fundus exam, retinal exam, making sure your retina is intact, your vitreous is intact, uh, and you don't have any retinal detachment. If that's the case, then uh, sometimes um, it could be related to a circulation problem in the retina or uh, the vitreous. So this is where some of the, the great antioxidant 
either supplements or through foods would be tops on my list. And, you know, I've been through this um, before around um, the carotenoids, uh, lutein and zeaxanthin, the green leafy vegetables, the rainbow color of the, of the fruits and vegetables, um, maybe taking an eye supplement. Uh, the MSM eye drops would also be a really good uh, possibility uh, as well. And then some of my really simple exercises like palming, swan, sunning, long swings, and so on. Now, when we get into the small print issue, this is a really interesting phenomenon because, you know, the, the school of thought out there is that when you turn 40, you're going to need reading glasses. That's kind of what you're told. And um, over the years, you know, working with thousands of patients, I've actually been able to help them reverse the need for the magnification. Now, it's a process. It isn't something that necessarily you can do overnight. Uh, but when you wear magnification lenses, it disconnects you from your eye muscles, and there's a lack of responsiveness in your eye focusing. And so um, what I recommend would be something like my yin-yang exercise. This is the focusing peripheral vision exercise that I uh, recommend. Um, I would consider doing lots of eye exercises every day and really boosting my, um, you know, my eye nutrients. I would be mindful of the amount of digital device use I'm doing, making sure you're taking frequent breaks, uh, stay away from using bifocals and progressive bifocals because that's going to deteriorate your eyes even more. And something that's really cool that you can do is you can get yourself a pair of pinhole glasses. So these are glasses with lots of tiny holes in them. And what they make you do when you use them for reading is they make you focus your eyes in a more concentrated way. And you actually can see the print through the pinhole glasses. So instead of using magnifying glasses, which actually create more a more diffused um, uh, function in the eye muscles, the pinhole glasses actually concentrate the muscles and get them to work and engage again. So that would be a way that you could use the pinholes uh, without the side effects of the magnification lenses. So that would be uh, my, uh, my recommendation for you. Thank you so much for the question. Next question. Okay, this is a, a gentleman, his name's Isaac, and he went to an eye doctor two years ago because he was diagnosed with pink eye. And he said that the doctors uh, put a dropper that numbed the eyes, and then another drop was put in to dilate the eyes, and then they stretched his, his eyelids to take a look at his retina, and it left his eyes with a coating... Um, also, the eyes became swollen, um, he was unable to focus, adjust to brightness, and his eyes were very dry. And these symptoms have remained for two years. Can uh, I offer some help? Wow. Well, this kind of speaks to uh, how sensitive our eyes are. And, um, you know, what, what this gentleman experienced is really standard level of care when you use an eye drop that numbs your eyes, you're basically testing for glaucoma. And then in terms of the dilated exam, uh, uh, that's done 
to see what's going on in the retina um, in terms of you know retinal health, retinal detachment. It's good to get a baseline of that once in a while, but what's interesting about this particular situation is that this gentleman went in because he had conjunctivitis, which is the uh, an inflammation in the um, underside of the eyelids, and then he ended up getting all this other stuff that he probably didn't want. So you've got to really advocate advocate for yourself in terms of what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do. Um, and it's a it's a tricky situation because, you know, from a medical point of view, we are trained to do all these tests to rule out eye disease and eye pathology. And perhaps you can negotiate with your eye doctor in, in, in terms of what tests you want to do and what tests you don't want to do. There are uh, technologies out there where you can actually get uh, photographs of the back of the eye without doing, um, you know, eye drops. And I have a video on um, how to advocate for yourself in terms of what tests you want to get for an eye exam. So you might take a look at that, Isaac. Uh, but uh, at this point, uh, what I would recommend is some, you know, vision therapy, physical eye therapy. Uh, and in this protocol, I would recommend some really gentle eye exercises to help move the trauma uh, out of your eyes, so that could be palming and sunning, uh, long swings, eye scan, um, and you know maybe pick two or three exercises and gently start doing them once or twice a day. Uh, keep a little journal of your observations uh, before and after each exercise. So that would be um, a way to kind of enter the physical eye therapy world. And then I would consider the four percent MSM eye drops. Uh, with the eye massage, uh, and again, it's done very, very gently. That could help maybe reduce some of the inflammation and dryness that you're experiencing. And of course, really take a look at, uh, at least for the next three months, to really boost your eye nutrients. Uh, this is really important. And for you, it's really important to, to check out things like uh, the possibility of adding, you know, glutathione and omega-3 fish oil and um, some of the eye nutrients, the carotenoids and um, the flab bioflavonoids. Um, again, you could do this through smoothie formulas, through your diet and the possibility of eye nutrients. It sounds like your eyes are kind of in a depleted state and maybe they were there. They were in a depleted state um, way back when you first developed the pink eye and um, you know, this is just a signal that you've got to use more holistic therapeutic uh, things and methods to help bring your eyes back to uh, uh, proper health. So I wish you the best of luck. Oh, wow. So that's all the time we have today. Um, I want to thank you so much for tuning in. I'm going to give you another option. Um, you can um, send your question to me in an audio format uh, you could do it on your phone. Uh, you could do it, um, you know, from your computer, and send your uh, <clears throat> send your audio question to me, um, and I can play it during the podcast, so we get to hear your voice. And you can send it to um, Sam at drsamburn.com. 
and I'd be happy to, uh, to answer your question. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. And until next time, take good care. You're listening to a podcast with Dr. Sam Byrne. To learn more about his seminars and workshops, visit his website, www.drsambyrne.com. The Byrne Method is a trademark signature of Dr. Sam Byrne for his workshops, seminars, books, and DVDs. The information presented in this podcast is in no way intended as a substitute for receiving professional medical care. The design and purpose for this podcast is to provide information for educational purposes only. Dr. Byrne and his guests have no liability or responsibility to any person or entity for loss, damage, injury caused, or allegedly caused through the information, exercises, suggestions, explorations, or written responses presented in this podcast. Dr. Byrne is not a medical authority and his guests are not qualified to diagnose or treat any disease or health problem. This podcast is not a substitute for medical care. Dr. Byrne's information is only his personal opinion. If you have any health problem, please seek medical care for whatever condition you may have.